guys, it's Janice. If you love this podcast and you've gotten great value and maybe a bit of entertainment out of past episodes, please consider a donation in support of both my podcast fees and my coffee habit. There's no obligation. Just click the link below and thanks so much for your support. Now on to today's episode. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I signed up to do a challenge last year with someone I had never heard of, but I really liked her style. I liked her no-nonsense approach and her let's-just-get-on-with-it attitude, and it was recommended by someone that I quite like. It was a big challenge. I can't remember how many thousands of people were in it, but do you know what I noticed? In her corresponding Facebook group, I felt like I was noticed. I felt like if and when I spoke up, Someone took the time to notice and respond. That stuck with me. And when I found out that one of the women in charge of running that Facebook group had her own group for Facebook community managers, I decided to check her out. You know, just to see. At that time, I had recently started a Facebook group for this podcast. And if you're looking for more of me, more behind the scenes and some extra snippets of information through Q&A sessions or whatever, Come join us at Connections Coffee Confidence Community on Facebook. We recently voted to refer to ourselves as the Coffee Cup Collective. Thing is, though, you gotta bring your own coffee to our sessions. So anyway, I had just started this group, and I was a bit lost as to the strategy, as it was different from the other group I run, which is mostly for fun and a teeny bit about business. And I wanted to see what kind of information I could glean from this community managers group to help me grow with that strategy. And that is how Zoe McEwen came into my life. And I haven't looked back. Hey, I'm Janice, and welcome to another episode of Connections, Coffee, and Confidence. Those are the three things I think are critical to every successful entrepreneur. So grab a cup of your favorite brew and let's get into today's episode. To date, hers is the only membership I've paid actual money for because I benefited from her free stuff. And when I got a look into what she offers in her membership, no brainer. I have received really kind feedback about my small group, that people enjoy it and they feel seen heard and supported and well yeah that is partly because I put the work in but an awful lot of it is because Zoe puts the work in. She's there to cheer me on, provide ideas, commiserate and pat my back. She's what I needed to guide me through when I was overwhelmed with well everything and I know that I can just follow her advice because she's proven to be right at every turn. So this led me to inviting her on the podcast. Because have you ever heard of a Facebook community manager? Yeah, me neither. And she's just delightful to spend time with. I hope you enjoy listening as much as I enjoy talking with her. And I will, of course, leave all of the relevant links in the show notes. Now here's Zoe. Well, thank you so much, Zoe, for joining me today. I am really looking forward to talking to you. I've been looking forward to having you on for a while um, because I think that what you're doing is novel, 
but so interesting. It's really um, a sign of the times, I think. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself? I like that you you find it interesting because I think a lot of people wouldn't because they think it's quite um, it's quite a samey job. So it's community management. So it's looking after specifically Facebook groups. Um, I have done some with other communities. There are other spaces that aren't Facebook groups now, uh, other platforms that, that hosts kind of community chats. And I have done some of those, but Facebook groups are definitely, definitely my thing, definitely my specialty. Uh, I love the way they work. So my job is really to to host the group, to make sure that people who request to join have been checked and that they're okay to join and let them come in the group, to make sure that there are posts going up regularly that people can comment on, to then engage in conversation with the people in the groups to keep the chat going, to watch over the group for spam or anybody breaking the rules. Um, If you are scheduling lives and events to set those up and things like that. So that's really the role of a community manager is to host the community in that group to make sure that everybody's got what they want. Everybody's shown, you know, how they can access things. If there's units, uh, everybody abides by the rules and then as much engagement and chat as you can get. Have you actually met many other Facebook community managers? Or community um, managers, full stop, I should say. Not until in the last maybe six months when I've been more working on um, training other people to be community managers. And then I have come across a few more um, because it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a sort of, it's not, but can be a bit of a secret job. Um, because often people, if you're running their group for them and you're the person acting as the host, often you'd be acting as the host pretending to be them sometimes. So it can be that everybody is going to say, you know, share the fact that they have somebody run their group for them. So if they're, you know, busy entrepreneur, ambitious, they've got lots going on, they're coaching lots of clients and they're still looking like they're very present in their Facebook group, it might not be them. Um, It might be somebody acting as them or for them as a community manager. So you don't always know and you're not always aware of who they are or how they're working. So I think that's, it's kind of, yeah, sometimes it's a little bit of a secret kind of a job, but there are lots of them. I mean, community managers could be anything from somebody who sets up a group on their own with 10 people, You're, you're a community manager, to perhaps some of the groups I've worked in when there's several of us working as community managers in the group. Wow, that must be um, more than 10 people in those groups. Yeah, it does tend to be more than 10 people in those groups. So everybody's dividing up the different roles. So somebody is maybe making sure that everybody gets in and that the conversation's going. Else is maybe watching over the group to see if there are any opportunities to sell to people in the group and tracking Um, that information other people may be setting up the events separately to to me you know often I'm very heavily about the conversation so I'd be doing a lot of the conversation but they might have a VA who knows what the schedule is and is setting up the events and and things like that differently so it can be a combination of people in large groups it's funny when you lay it all out like that I see how a team would be incredibly helpful. And yet you're right. I think there's so many of us who are actually just doing it ourselves and we don't think about the amount of work that goes into making a successful group. Yeah, and there totally can be. The more intuitive you are as a a team, the better. So when you are on your own and doing it on your own, it does work really well because you've got a handle on everything. Obviously, the bigger the group gets, the more work is involved. Um, And so it might be that they have a marketing strategy person who's sort of saying to you, okay, so next week we really need to be talking about X, Y, Z. So when you're working as in a team, as a community manager, and everybody's dipping into Facebook for different things to that Facebook group, because they have different parts of their job. You might have somebody that's really heavily looking at the data and the statistics and, um, the insights of Facebook and saying, oh, you know, we, the conversions, the reach has gone down. We need to do this. We need to do that. Um, or, you know, only this number of people watched the live this week. What can we do? So more people will watch the live next week. So it can be very, uh, you know, it can be a big part of somebody's business. Mm-hmm. However, 
large or small you are, it can be quite important to track data as well. And do you find that the data available in a group is better than what you would get on a page or better than what it was when you started doing this? I'm, I'm always interested by data and seeing who offers yeah. what kind of statistics to look at. Well, on a page, you can track things differently. It tracks it wider and you can get different stats on a page and you can see specifics of different people as well and things like that on a page. On a group, not so much. It's more a general conversion or a general reach. Um, and people do get people do get concerned by that. They do have targets they want to hit and they do get to a point where they think, you know, I want this percentage of people to have seen my videos every week. And, and sometimes it's like, well, that's just so hard for us to do. It's hard for us to work <laughs> with that. We, we, you know, we'll, we'll do our best, but actually, you know. People I, are what I, people are. Yeah, people are what people are, absolutely. Actually, if you've got quite a small group or quite a new group, I would say not to get obsessed about the data because it can put you off, can put you off your stride. So when you've got a big, big group and you're doing big launches and you've got lots of data from things you've done previously and you know that you need to have this many people seeing stuff and this many people chatting and, you know, you've got to have 5,000 people in the group because your conversion rate is three percent and so you know to make the money you've got to make you know and you're paying out for ads you've got all sorts of different financials that you need to hit then yes you know you should be looking at your data but if you've got a group of you know two or three hundred or below that if you start to check every time who's watched the videos and the reach and um all of that it it can put you off your stride so i would concentrate more on just having lovely conversations and making sure that you've got engagement and chat going on in your group rather than really keep kind of looking back at that data too much because yeah if it's if it's not great in the beginning and it's hard there's so many variables it will be hard for you to identify exactly what it is that you need to change as well i think that's good advice we don't need anything extra to make ourselves crazy with no did i read properly that you are going through Facebook certification. So it's only new the, the, for, for community managers. So it does have certifications. If you work with anything in Facebook, there are various um, things that you can get certified in. So like ads, if you can be a, you can have, you know, go through the certification for ads. Uh, I don't know what's, there's, there's four or five things and they added a new one, which is community manager. But the thing with Facebook is that because Facebook own quite a lot of other platforms, mm-hmm. Um, you have to learn a bit about everything so when you do one of their so like if you were doing ads or the community manager it also covers messenger whatsapp instagram and because they cover all of those platforms so it's apparently only lasts for two years i'm not sure as you say that anybody knows or cares so i wouldn't worry too much about it um, it's best just to get stuck in, have a go at the job. I, I have also worked with a couple of people who I've sort of trained up. And actually, the best thing to do is to just get inside lots of different groups and just have a go. A lot of it is quite instinctive, particularly people will message me and say, oh, but somebody's commenting in my group and should I get rid of them or not? And I'll be like, well, does it feel off? Does it feel if it feels wrong for you and you're asking me if you should kick them out, then go with your gut. You're probably right. It probably isn't great and they probably don't need to be in there. And, and often you you learn that way, you you know, like with anything, you mm-hmm. learn better by being on the job, I think, rather than doing a 60 multiple choice question exam. Except from experience. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Because also there's, yeah, there's real people out there in a Facebook group. Who knows what, you, what you're going to see or face or what people are going to talk about or not. We, we go back to the people are people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How do you structure your day? Because I think a lot of us would get on Facebook and have best intentions in the world um, to do what we need to do and then get off. And then uh, five hours later, we're still scrolling. So how do you structure yourself? How do you how do you work it it out? A little bit like that can be a bit addictive because there's no point at which you leave where it stops it's 24 seven, isn't it? You know, you know that the minute you, you log off, there will be another comment and there will be, it will need another answer. So when I'm um, sort of doing my stuff in other people's groups, 
obviously if I'm working for somebody else doing a community manager job, then I'm sort of timing what I do. Um, I tend to go into groups twice a day. So I pick up the conversation in the morning and then I pick it up again late afternoon. And then inevitably I'm going to do some kind of scrolling in the evening. Um, but I, the scrolling that I do in the evening, I try to make that just for my own business, not for the people's business. So I do have a cutoff with their groups if I'm working in someone else's group for them. But that if I if I could dip in in the morning, I can start some conversations with people and then if I dip in again in the afternoon, I can continue them or finish them or um, move them on. So that tends to be how I do it as sort of like a two ends to the day. That makes sense. Mm. I mean, you can't catch everything. You can't be... You can't be present in in those groups all of the time. Sometimes people are going to wait, and it, it will be fine. It will be fine. It's okay. <laughs> it's still a just a job. Yeah, I find um, sometimes I get like anxious because I think, oh my gosh, it's like they posted and it's been ten hours. But then that person's actually on the other side of the world, and they know I'm on the other side of the world. So it's like that's yeah. my own anxiety. That's not pressure from the group and they've probably gone off and done something else and they're absolutely fine and they're not sitting waiting on your answer I think the other thing for me is I don't do Facebook personally so um so I've never ever I've never never done that so I don't get drawn in to none of my friends I don't follow any they don't even know that I'm on Facebook so it's not a world where I have to do personally yeah yeah, it was very difficult for me to find a, a Facebook post of you to share and say, oh my God, guess who's coming on my podcast? <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't, uh, I, I never have. I've never, yeah. so my, as I say, my, my, my real friends would literally none of them, my sisters, my family, and they're all on Facebook, but not, not, they wouldn't find me. Do you appreciate the irony? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the anonymity um you know what because because Janice I would be in that rabbit hole that you're talking about and um I would be constantly just oh so and so oh have you seen have you seen you know and you know when you start and one person connects to another person connects to another person and another person and uh my timeline would be so I for me my timelines and anything that Facebook shows me is work so for me that's how I manage it I suppose and when you do meet other people, do you have difficulty explaining what you do for work? Or do you even go into it? Do you know what? It's kind of, yeah, no, not really. I, I have like recently tried to explain even to my parents because they're not really Facebook people, but like, what do you do? And tried to explain it. Mm-hmm. And it's just a whole nother world of, you know, Facebook groups and online businesses are tricky to understand because they do uh, revolve around each other. There is no kind of external bit to it. So the people that I talk about, I do sort of generally try and explain, yeah, I work in, you know, with people's Facebook groups and and I run them for them. And they kind of go, yeah, yeah, you know, like they've understood, but whether they have and, and the detail. I, I relate it to um, a sort of open university to like studying some a course online, which they can kind of get. And I say, you know, people are studying courses online and the the Facebook groups are the platforms for which they find out about the course or find the right course that they want to study. And and that's what I'm there for. So I think they probably think I'm like a like a Facebook call center. That's actually a fantastic way of describing it. That's really that's really interesting. Is it, isn't it? (laughs) Like you dial in and and I'm and I'm there. I suppose it's, it's much more efficient than a call center absolutely I've never thought of it like that sorry it's the first time I've ever said that Janice I'm gonna now ponder on it as well yeah no I love it a Facebook call center well you've certainly have always had any answers for me so (laughs) (laughs) what aspect of this work do you love the most so um I like actually that it's quite a creative place and I know most people would say what that that can't possibly it's not creative it's really dull and it's just Facebook and you're just talking to people what on earth but actually it's really creative when you get into it and you're trying to think of those posts that can really draw people out that can really interest people for me there is some creativity in that 
um, you know, the, the decisions that you have to make about the direction of the group and what you chat about or not. You know, I, I like all of that. And are there bits and pieces that you don't particularly enjoy? Not so much. Not so much. I no, I think I like it. I get up. I enjoy what I do. No, I mean, there's frustrations, aren't there? You know, when you, when when there's posts or there's not many people chatting or you've got big groups are harder um, to manage and things like that. And you think you've got a great idea and everyone's going to love it. And then it just falls flat, which is fine because it happens. And that's part of what I love about Facebook as well, is that you can just try something else, you know. So the, there are niggles in Facebook with how it allows you to work and glitches and kicking you off and different things because it's somebody else's platform. Um, but no, mainly, mainly all good. Actually, when you talk about the niggles and glitches, I wanted to ask, have you ever been in Facebook jail? Just once, just once. It wasn't long. I don't think it was even a 24 hours. It might have been a 24 hours. When I was working for somebody, she was doing a launch of a ballet thing. And, you know, there were hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of comments just coming in really, really quickly. She has a big, big uh, following. And I was sort of mess- not not a messenger in the group, just commenting and commenting and commenting a lot very quickly. And um, it did just flag up with a message saying, you know, you need to blah, 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 something like a, it does flag a message to you generally. Mm-hmm. And I kind of thought, oh, I've never seen that before. And kind of then just carried on and then, yeah, then I got a restriction. Um, but it was just 24 hours. And it was, it, it was at a time when I can remember thinking, actually, that's probably done me some good because I did sneeze. It was like a Friday night anyway. And I was doing a mad thing for this, for this lady that I probably didn't even need to be doing. It could have waited. Um, and it, yeah, and it was over a weekend. So it was fine. I was like, I'm just going to take Saturday off. Can't do anything anyway. It's fine. But yeah, it worked just, out. Yeah. But I know a lot of people do. And it, it can be scary at the time you think, especially if your whole business is run online what do you get asked most often so it's either growth or people aren't what more people in the group or it's not chatty enough those are kind of the common the common two things um you know wanting more people in the group I always tell people just be cautious you know take your time get the right people in your group don't race ahead to get huge numbers um it's not always it's not always great and Um, And in terms of getting people chatty, it's just going back to the real everyday small talk stuff. If your group's gone a bit quiet, you definitely just need to change it up. Talk about different things and they'll they'll come back. Is there anything that you wish people would ask you? No, another another thing that I'm always try to be really clear with people that probably is that it's not you. It's not just going to be an overnight you know, I do sort of say it's, it's like a diet. You, you will have to work at it. You will have to push through. You will have to work longer than you think. The people that succeed in Facebook um, are the ones that push themselves when the group is quiet, when the group isn't growing, and then they keep going and then they find their, their place. So yeah, I suppose people wanting quick fixes and, and it's not necessarily that. But once it starts to get a bit of traction, it it will pick up quite quickly, but there will still be, it's still going to be a bit of a roller coaster with ups and downs. Whatever, however successful your group is, it's still going to have quiet times and highs and lows, just the way it is. How did you get into this? How did you get yeah. into a job that didn't exist mm. so, five years ago? Yeah, no, no, and I didn't even know it existed. Let's, you know, let's go back. So I was a secondary school teacher. Um, I left that job. Uh, I liked it, but I was on maternity leave for my third daughter and I just thought I'd got more skills. I could do something else. So I left and um, I set up a wedding planning business because that's something I'd always wanted to do. So that was fine. And along the way, I met up with this other lady and she had designed courses um, that were online. And so we started working together, sort of doing the wedding stuff um, and doing the courses for her and then we set the course we set it up with a Facebook group so then it just sort of fell to me I just started running this Facebook group of, of anybody that wanted to start a wedding planning biz, uh, business um, and through that we would promote the courses 
And that just developed over time. And then I met an online coach, salesperson, and she was like, do you know what? You, you should carry on. You should do this as a job. And that was when I sort of realized that this was a job that people paid for. And as I got more immersed into the Facebook world, which I wasn't really in before that, and the, and the world of people selling courses and training online and coaching online, which I because I hadn't been a Facebook person, probably wasn't aware of, the more I realized. And then if you meet anybody along the way and you do kind of stuff where you're thinking through what is it your ideal job is, you know, and or um, you're going through like a life plan of what I'm going to do, where's my business going and what's my future, you know, you're sort of doing that strategy, that planning. I started to realize that the thing that I actually was very happy doing in my day was getting up and checking this Facebook group first thing in the morning. It wasn't a chore. It wasn't something I was putting off. Um, and I actually enjoyed sitting around thinking, okay, so what kind of posts could I put up that are really going to get them chatting that they're going to really resonate with and, and enjoy. And so I just realized that that chunk of my day, I was actually very happy to spend in Facebook uh, and I thought I wouldn't have been that person because as I say, I'd avoided it personally. And then I realized that I could put the two things together. So I could put my skills teaching together with my skills in Facebook and teach other people how to do something that I'd been doing for, you know, six or seven years and not even really realizing what I was doing. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What advice would you give or what would you say to someone who has um, an idea of a, of a non-traditional job in their head? Like they were like you, they knew they had a skill set that would go somewhere, but mm. um, it's not something that is like in the conventional job world. Yeah. What would you say to them? So what I've learned is that you just have to try and test out these things, don't you? You have to go for it a little bit. So I, I never had the idea to set up the wedding planning business or I had lots of ideas of things that I could do, but I sort of settled on that one and thought, I'm going to give this one, you know, a really good go. I was open to suggestions of other things, I suppose, as well. And being open to diversification in your business is important. There was enough work, but there wasn't masses of work flooding in for the wedding planning business. So I was looking for some kind of diversification and then made this contact with this lady, a chance email, a chance meeting in London. She then said, um, you know, you are quite a good match for what I'm doing and we could probably work together. But actually then she employed somebody else who she knew. And then she came back to me a year later and said, why didn't I go with you? We would have been a better match. I went with this person. She was my friend and uh, it's just not worked out. It's taken me a year to work it out. Will you now? And so just because I'd put myself out there, I'd gone to meet her in London. We just met for half an hour, but it's those things that other people perhaps don't always do that have always led to something a little bit more for me. Just exploring, I suppose it's all about exploring and speaking to people and making connections, isn't it, any job, but not always be, not always thinking, 
well, I'm not going to go and meet this woman because she's not got a job for me. She's not got any wedding planning work. There's nothing in it for me. I think if you have if you have that attitude of always looking for something in a connection for yourself, um, it's harder. And the people that I saw, you know, and I've trained now, we've had lots, thousands of people do the wedding planning courses. And I still look after and train and mentor some of those as well. And the ones that succeed are the ones that are not selfless, but the ones that are happy to put themselves out there to meet people, to chat, to have conversations and not to just say, well, what's in it for me? And it's through all of those connections. It's through this lady who was a mentor um, in Facebook. And she said to me, would you come on and um, I've got, would you run through this stuff for me and help me out? Because I just need someone to test it. And rather than saying, oh, you know, I'm too busy or thinking, well, why would I do that for her? You know, I was like, yeah, I'll I'll do that for you. So we did it and we spent an hour and went through that with her. And at the end of it, she was like, oh, you know, I've really enjoyed this. And actually, I I think I can see some things I could help you with and I'll just give you a free. And we those kinds of things. And I think that's the attitude of just keeping an open mind, chatting to lots of different people and just seeing where it goes and being brave enough to take maybe some different forks um, because you're being free about it. I think when I was in teaching, I wasn't able to do that because the job was very prescribed. When you're working for yourself, self-employed, you are able to be uh, a bit more malleable about the things that you take on, the things that you don't take on and and that kind of stuff, which was, which was nice. It was an eye opener to be able to do that, be more flexible. Sounds like you were really brave and really trusting in the process of trying things out. Yeah. I think I just think I just realized that the more people you speak to and connect with the more opportunities that will be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, um, considering the world that we are in at this moment, I think a lot of those connections are actually being made inside of Facebook groups. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, and online and yeah, more yeah. and more. And then remembering that actually these people, these people have got businesses as well and different things going on. And in some ways it's harder because we only see what they present to the outside online. We only see, yeah. we, we can't know the real person. We can only see the presentation of the posts or, or whatever they do in their lives and things like that. But in some ways, it's it's rawer as well. And they yeah. are sharing more than they would share in a conversation. And you are getting a bigger window. So it's 50-50, I suppose. Some of it, you're not sure if you're being told the truth um, or, or just the best bits. And other times you really think, no, I know this person inside out. Like I would never have known all of this stuff without Facebook. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Because I, I assume people have given you advice. I always sort of think that. And people say this and I thought about it and I thought, well, what is like it never, I can't imagine these sort of conversations where you think you sit down and somebody gives you that one big, that one big piece of advice that you, that you take. Um, I, I think for me, it is about just, as I said, being open to things and not making judgments about anyone or anything um, until you've tried it, until you've spoken to people, until you've learned about it. Um, and I think that's the attitude that I take that has helped me. Where I've learned that, I don't know, probably just over years and years of, of, of experience of different things with um, being a teacher, I think, knowing that I it's something that I used to go over and over again in my head. And I don't think I necessarily, it was necessary. And maybe somebody did tell me in my training as a teacher, but that you really don't know who these children are or who they're going to be. So you can't write anybody off. You can't make assumptions. You can't stereotype. You can't imagine who any of them will be. So they all have to have that, that fair chance. They all have to be given the same sort of approach and um or an individual approach i suppose but you know with there's no way of telling who is going to be prime minister or a doctor or an astronaut or, or a cleaner or whatever they're going to be i watched i think i watched people other people doing that and thinking oh you know they're going to be this or they're already looking like they're you know and i'm actually just thinking nah, just we don't know we just we have no way of knowing. So we have to just keep going. And the more you see of those children over the years, I mean, I was a teacher for 17 years. The more you live that, 
the more you go through the cycles of seeing those children and watching them and then coming back to you, you know, like my first tutor group now are all, you know, grown up with children of their own and, and thinking, wow, I could never have. And the more you see that each year in those, because, because it's cyclical, you know, you're getting those cycles. And as soon as they leave school, they're completely different people anyway. It just made me realize that I think that's, that's an attitude that I have held with me. And would that be the advice that you give to other people or is there something else? I try to, I try to sort of pass that on. I think I probably do talk a lot about things like that to my children. I do say phrases like, we just don't know. Just don't even think you just, who knows what's going on. Don't even, it's not for us to say, it's not, you know, I think I am very like trying to play the middle ground all the time or trying to just, uh, yeah, play a mediator, I suppose, maybe in some things. And do you have any tips for those of us who are running or thinking about running a Facebook group? Oh, yes, hundreds. (laughs) (laughs) That I believe. (laughs) Where do I start? Uh, So the thing that I start with, which is apparent now through the way you've nicely, this conversation has gone actually, is talking about um, school and everything that I learned from being a teacher. I then realized that, not early on late on I realized that I was using everything I'd learned as a teacher to run my Facebook groups so so I you know have the sort of the thought and the vision that they are my class and if you treat them like that like you're the teacher they're the class um it kind of like well it works in my head so you know you that it's all about conversations, getting them to talk, you know, all of those parents evenings where you go and they say, well, it would be nice, but she never says anything. And I don't know what she's thinking. And she never puts her hand up and she never, you know, so the teachers are always the ones that want, they want engagement in the class. They want you to go me, they want you to put your hand up. And if you can think about it like that, that teacher that they love, that's their favorite teacher, that has a really lovely energy about them that has a good mix of fun but that they know they'll learn something that they know is fair but that they have to get the homework in on time and they absolutely do because there are rules but this person's fair you know all of those kinds of things that are tied up in your favorite teacher and your favorite lessons if we can make our Facebook groups like that we can get lots of different people chatting if we can have energy make it fun um, but have our own personality with it but also striving to achieve something, Um, whether that's selling something or passing your GCSEs, we've all got this common theme. That seems to work for me. So if you can think about it as you're the teacher, that you want to be the favourite teacher for whatever that thing is that you do and you want them to to be the, the slightly rowdy, chatty, lively, active class that you're taking on this journey. That's lovely. I don't know how that's going to play for all the people who like hated school. <laughs> I well, loved school and I had some fantastic teachers. So and they have to do the reverse. They have to yeah. use everything that they learned that school wasn't for them and create their place in Facebook. That's the right, that's right for them. So if they didn't like school because they didn't have the right teachers or the right guidance, or they didn't like school because they didn't like being told what to do, or they didn't like the repetitive nature of it or the study, then they, they make their group the complete opposite of all of that. You know, they're the mavericks if they want. You can have all of those types of things in groups. You know, if you love to swear, then swear in your group. If, if you, um, you know, don't want to ever go live, don't ever go live, do whatever suits you. So I think it works. Yeah, I think it works for everybody. And if you didn't like school, flip it and do something that's crazy fun that you do love. I actually love that piece of advice. And I love the way you give permission for people to do it in a way that works for them. Mm -hmm. Because first of all, there's a lot of advice out there that tells us exactly you want to do, you know, you want to have a successful Facebook group, you must do X, Y, and Z in this order, the way I have told you. And that can be really intimidating. And that can be very uncomfortable. So I love your personalized and individual approach. And I also think it works that you attract people when you are comfortable and confident in yourself, you will attract people like you in. Totally. So yeah, if you, if you want a group that um, 
yeah, you want to do something different and show a different side of you, you can you can do that in Facebook brilliantly. And as you say, you will attract the right kind of people because you have to usually with the group, you have to request to join and and, and answer a series of questions. So you'll be you'll be telling them what the group is for and you, you can show them on other platforms on your page or on Instagram. They'll already get a flavor for who you are and what you are. The group is like that much more behind the scenes insider like sort of a, a front row seat to to what goes on in your life mm-hmm. um it's more intimate the group um and so that's why hopefully people feel they can share because it's quite safe they can share more things with you and you can share more with them and that's what sort of fast tracks them really getting to know you and understanding you how do you feel about like doing mass invites or buying ads or the mass approach to driving traffic to your group? Yeah. So there's pros and cons. Um, I think what you, that certainly in the first instance, you need to do as much as you can organically. And that's how I work. And that's my approach. That's what I like, but there will be a point at which you may be you you leave me and my organic approach behind although not everybody does you can grow big groups organically but there may be a time when you leave the organic stuff behind because you just you've got something coming up you're trying to promote and you just want to get it out there wider more globally and you just need a burst of ads and 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 people will use that but to make ads the success you you need to have an established pattern first really of what your group who your group is for a niche you need to know it's working you need to really because um all ads will do is amplify whatever you're already doing so you need to have your page working relatively well because the ads run to your page um if you're going to invite a load of people in then you need to be prepared that you may dull the atmosphere in the group if you get too many people that aren't your ideal client so numbers do work. Numbers do work for Facebook if you're working on something that you're really heavily trying to promote and sell and you know you need the 5,000 in there because 10% will buy and you need to make this much money because you've paid out on an ads manager, a VA, a this or that. You've got to cover your costs and all of that kind of stuff. But if you're just an average person learning to grow your online business, learning to get to know your audience, to listen to them, to have those nice conversations, to help them along the way, and just to learn and grow your business, not, you know, not at pace initially, then I would stick organic and be kind of safe with it. I do know other other competitors. And I know often people will say to me, oh, but they've got so many people in their group and they've got this, that and the other. And I'll say, but just be warned. They may well have just invited you know, I see some groups where they're doing welcome messages, posts, and they've got like 50 people, 50 people, 50 mm-hmm. people every few days. They are not coming to them organically. They're either doing ads or just inviting lots and lots of random people. The more niche your group is, the more important it is to be organic in the first place so that you're really clear. Who are these people? Who are coming in? Are they the right people? Yes, we've got this sorted. This is working really well. Now we can go and we can build on this and we can do ads and other things. But only until you're really clear, I would say. So it's it's like skipping a phase, I suppose. You know, we need, we need to put the hard work in a bit in the beginning and really nurture and know that group is ours and the direction we're taking it before we do some of the other stuff. It's a lot to think about there. Yeah, it all has a place, doesn't it? You know, there's a reason why it's there, and ads work really well when they're done well and they're targeting the right people. But that's what's great about a Facebook group is you can test all of these things first. You can you can mess about and and see if you're getting the right people in before you spend because it it will take a chunk of money on the ads. You know, you can do a lot yourself. That's what's so lovely, isn't it? You can be homegrown. It can it can be free. It's free basically a Facebook group in the beginning. Yeah. And free fits with a lot of uh, beginning entrepreneurs budgets. Yeah. Which is yeah. nice. It's a really, well, yeah, absolutely. Well, it's just, a, it's a great place to test loads of things about your business and yourself, the yeah. direction you want to go in and things like that often clarifies that when you start having conversations in the group, you start to think, Oh, are these the kind of conversations I want to be having? Are these the right kind of people? They're not asking me the things I thought they were going to ask me or the things that I know loads about that I want to tell them. 
maybe I've not got this quite right. And, and the beauty about Facebook is you can just quickly change it. You can slightly tweak the name or the tagline. You can then think about who you're letting in, how your conversations work, and you can steer it in a slightly different direction. That's really good advice right there. Mm. It's not set in stone like some other things. And because it's free, it's not like you've lost out on huge chunks of, you know, people often say to me, well, which platform shall I buy? Which scheduler do you use? Do I need this? Do I need this? Do I need this? I'm like, no, don't use anything. Just schedule everything in Facebook. Keep it quite organic. Just go for it. Just go with the flow. That's probably part of me thinking now what I was doing, talking about earlier was being very open to things and just see where it takes you and let the journey kind of evolve. Don't be too strict on yourself and don't tie yourself down to one thing in the beginning because I think as new um you know even when I started my wedding planning business or whatever like a year in I I rebranded and changed loads of stuff and realized what was I thinking of I couldn't do all of those things and I just needed less and I hadn't even realized who my niche was and I wasn't niching enough and blah 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 blah, blah. so if you have got a new business you will go through whatever business it is you will go through the first year and then think okay did we did we get that right do we need to just maybe we do and there can be quite a lot of change can't there and yeah things happening as you try to work these things out and juggle them through and and, and Facebook group's great for that very good perspective I like the idea of having a safe place to 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 narrow your niche and to clarify yourself because I'm I'm very much about clarifying and being able to communicate with your people. And you're right. It's a really safe place to do it. It can be a safe place. And also um, it's kind of ever evolving as well, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Our, our niche, our branding, our communication, our strategy, whatever it is, is never, is never really, it's always like, okay, so what's coming up next and what do the clients need and, what am I going to learn and what can I offer and what is the industry moving into? And, you know, there's always an evolution. I think if you're going to run a business, I've found it's hard to stand still. So having that base with a group in Facebook is is a really lovely audience to be able to just speak to and, and, and see how they're feeling about things too. How can we work with you if we wanted to know everything of Zoe? How could we work with you? Yeah, I used to. I only have a few clients that I work with and actually run their their Facebook groups for them just because we've become friends as you know, you work really closely together, don't you? Um, So now I train people who are uh, even before they've decided they want to set up their group. Actually, they can join me in my free group. And then I have a, a paid monthly group where we take a little bit more action and we're a little bit more serious and focused about our Facebook group because it can be a brilliant part of your sales funnel. If you're new to business and you're not really sure where you're going to find all your lovely new clients from, a Facebook group can be a great pool, a great resource for nurturing your new clients. Um So often people will start with me at the point at which they're saying, I've got a page and now I want to start a group, but I don't even know how to do it or who I should get in there. So I want to just join your group and just get some information and just soak it all up, which they do. And then from there, new people in the in the monthly group can sort of learn how to do that every day with different things. And then for bigger groups with more with, with larger teams, perhaps, who want to get their VA involved and things like that, then I have more bespoke kind of packages. Where would we find you? Oh, guess where you'd find me? <laughs> guess where I am? <laughs> Tell us the name of your... Uh, yeah, so my group is called Growing a Successful Facebook Group. Um, but if you put in my name, Zoe McEwen, Community Manager, you'll find me. I'm not sure there's that many I haven't googled myself recently but I'm not sure there's that many (laughs) community managers um but certainly not with the name Zoe McEwen and community manager together you should be fine I should you should find me and I will absolutely link to that in the show notes but you gotta say it because sometimes people don't always hit the show notes yeah no, no, that's fine thank you Janice also, I believe you have a really handy list that you are generously giving to people who are looking to create a Facebook group. What is that? Yeah, it's 10 steps 
to creating a successful Facebook group. Awesome. It's like a little worksheet. You can fill in the boxes and check that you're doing some of the things that it asks. Perfect. And I will link to that as well in the show notes. And is there anything else that um, I haven't asked you, but you wanted to talk about? I would say everybody should give it a go. If you're hesitating, shall I, shan't I, give it a go. And really don't be scared of it. I know people can get very scared about it, setting up a Facebook group. And so what I say is set the group up, put the header. Facebook does its own rules. A couple of questions and a name. A name, a picture and a couple of questions is all you need to set it up. Like 10, 15 minutes. And then just leave it sitting there. Don't Don't invite anyone in. Don't tell anybody about it. Just kind of get comfortable with it being there. Like I've got a group, I have a group. And then at some point you'll see the need and somebody, you'll be having a conversation with somebody and you'll be like, do you want to just join my group? Because that would be a good place for you to go. And they'll say yes. And then you'll be like, okay, now I have to open the group. (laughs) Um, And that is how I think it works best. Rather than putting yourself under enormous pressure of, I need to get all of these people in or I need to invite them and there need to be loads of people in when I open it. Yeah, they don't. You know, there can just be a few people. Fine. Nobody worries. And very quickly, you know, you can grow to be maybe 50. And that's a nice number for conversations. But it's your group. So never, never be, never be scared of it. You know, when it's your own, it's it's not scary. It shouldn't yeah. be scary because you do what you want. It's your group. Right there. I think that is a fabulous note to leave us with. Thank you so much, Zoe. I always love talking to you and I'm so grateful for the time and your expertise that you've been so free and generous with today. Thank you. It's been lovely. So nice. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, if anybody wants to talk Facebook groups, I'm always happy. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, thank you so much for listening today. And if you like what you heard, I'd love if you could hit the subscribe button and leave me a positive review wherever you're listening. It doesn't cost you anything but an extra minute of time, but it means a lot to me. And if you really like what you're learning, head to JaniceFogarty.com and sign up for my weekly email. You'll be the first to know about the new episodes and the other plans I'm working on. So make sure to meet me, same time, same place, next week. Until then, stay safe and thank you so much. 